How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. As always, it is your co-host, Mr. Reagan Harrell, joined alongside my other co-host, Mr. Josh Blackmore. Josh, we are doing this on Zoom. If things sound a little weird, apologies for that. I know it usually sounds real nice, crisp, and clear when we're in person, uh, but we are doing uh, this on Zoom uh, with Josh. Josh, Sun Conference football is so back. I mean, that's got to be the theme for this episode. It's so back. They got a full five, five game slate, ten teams. Everybody, everybody. Beautiful full weekend preview uh, for y'all in all sports, of course. Uh, Just pretty much a weekend preview, and then a really great interview uh, with Miss Grace Petty from uh, Southeastern Volleyball. A really great interview, um, a very Christian uh, uh, based interview. Uh, I really enjoyed it, uh, and some of the stuff that she's. She's done uh, with with her faith and through Southeastern. Some really cool uh, stuff we get to talk about. And, of course, we get to talk about Southeastern Volleyball. It's got a big matchup this weekend. Uh, Manny and I will preview that right after we preview the weekend uh, with uh, uh, with everything going on this weekend. Real quick, we're going to cru- cruise through these. I'm going to go in a whole lot of detail. One or two points I'm going I'm to hit on just from midweek action uh, in soccer. Obviously, volleyball, uh, we'll, we'll get talked about with Manny. Uh, not really anything crazy happening this this weekend, or excuse me, th- this week. Kaiser uh, men's soccer handles Ave 5, five nothing. Uh, no real surprise there. St. Thomas. Men's soccer six three over Scad. Uh, the one note there is, uh, look, we we have talked a little bit about Scad men's soccer. Uh, they do have a great uh, attack. Anytime you can get three pass, the number three ranked team uh, in the country. St. Thomas is a great uh, defense, obviously, but I mean, uh, they, St. Thomas just a little bit uh, different uh, of a class, uh, getting six goals uh, past Scad, which was something I was starting to get ready to get a little concerned about uh, with St. Thomas just kind of having trouble really dominating and putting teams away. Um, you know, they beat Southeastern 2-0. Two, two uh, that was really more 1-0 and then a long shot at the end of the game. Same w- with uh, Florida Memorial. Some offensive struggles there. Only really scored on a free kick. Uh, they they have righted that uh, 6-3 over SCAD. Uh, Warner Weber, nil-nil. Uh, just a blank game that was uh, a br- kind of a brutal game. Uh, real chippy. Uh, I mean, just a scrappy game a lot in the midfield. Uh, nil-nil there. Uh, the big one, obviously, was uh, Florida Memorial uh, w- defeating, uh, receiving votes Southeastern. Don't know how Florida Memorial stopped receiving votes. Um, at least I, I, that, that's the way it was posted on the Sun Conference. I didn't check the polls. Um, probably should have. But, uh, for, but from what I saw, Florida Memorial stopped receiving votes. And after that result with Southeastern, that will definitely change. Um, obvious, obviously, um, as all of you know, unless you've been living under a rock, we got – we, they're ranked. The Bobcats are, are ranked with women's soccer. They they got top 25 at number 25 and uh, volleyball as well, number 24. So I guess my next soapbox would be getting a number next to Florida Memorial men's soccer. Um, women's soccer, the big result uh, of the day uh, was Ave Maria, uh, nil-nil tying Kaiser as Kaiser just uh, continues to kind of struggle uh, in, in the Sun Conference. Uh, now one, two, and one. In uh, the 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 conference, Josh, remember me telling you about Ave's women's soccer team's uh, goalkeeper uh, Switzler or Switzer, I should yeah. say, For about fourteen saves uh, against a team that's dominated uh, this conference. Ave Maria, historic result 
uh, I believe it was 17 results in a row where uh, Kaiser had won 17 in a row against Ave Maria, and they get a huge point there. It's going to be huge uh, for positioning uh, in, in the Sun Conference. Another, uh, I don't know if I'd call this one an upset, but certainly not the result that we thought we would see. Weber, 5-1. Faith Colin Cooper, a uh, couple of goals. Uh, Cam Lane, uh, she had some excellent saves uh, in net. Uh, of course, Weber Warner, that one got a little scrappy, but uh, great Great result for Weber. Um, you know, great bounce back for them. Um, you know, they, they lost three nil uh, to to uh, Scad, four nil to St. Thomas. Uh, then uh, they've turned that around. Three uh, two loss to Kaiser, but still uh, impressive showing there. And then have this against Warner. Uh, I think it's safe to say Coach Jack Paris has got that team moving in the the right direction. Uh, Flo- Southeastern, um, they they have one hundred percent emerged. It's them them and Scad, and you know I don't. I, I am still terrified to write Kaiser off. I'm not writing Kaiser women's soccer off by any stretch of the imagination. I do think right now it is Southeastern Scad. I think that's the big matchup uh, for women's soccer, at least as it stands now. Um, moving on, moved on to Thursday. Uh, we talked a little bit about the non-conference games. Uh, and then the biggest game of the week uh, uh, across all sports, in my opinion, uh, said, said this uh, episode or two ago, was uh, SCAD taking on now tw- number 25, St. Thomas. And there's no problem for SCAD again, man. I mean, 2-0. Two, two and they got they, – they, their goalkeeper, uh, not not ha- half bad either. Uh, f- uh, freshman, uh, K- Caitlin uh, Balsinger has got – she has definitely thrown her hat right back in the ring coming off a of national player of the week honors. Uh, she has a great shot of doing that again, a 10 save shutout. Um, you know, I thought, I thought last year, uh, uh Goodall was a good keeper, uh, for SCAD. Um, uh, but you know, anytime you have, you have a freshman come in and, and take that spot, you, uh, the, the expectations are high and she has definitely lived up to them. Um, and I am also very excited to announce this. We're going to have a bonus episode next week. It will be a bonus. Uh, not sure yet. We're going to see how long the interview is going to be. But the way I'm thinking, we're probably going to have a bonus interview next week. Abigail Sadal and S. Summer, Sydney Chura, the attacking third for the SCAD Bees, will be coming on, all three of them. Three people uh, on the podcast. Uh, three, I mean, a mate. Amazing uh, uh, players, uh, of course. You know, Scad. They uh, how much that they've done uh, to, to support uh, Suncast. Huge, huge uh, supporters. Uh, we cannot wait uh, for that. I mean, long time coming, coming. Right. I mean, obviously, we had Berkland on uh, last year, but have these three on. Josh, that's going to be an electric interview. All I can say is z- 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 big buzz, big <laughs> buzz, huge buzz. Okay, Josh. Um, Let's go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and keep rolling. Um, because obviously the, the the big stories this week are with football. Uh, we'll we'll finish up with that. I'm just gonna quickly go go through through the matchups. Um, in, in soccer, of course, men's and women's they're they're the same. We have Warner taking on Ave Maria. It's the women's uh team for Warner that will be traveling, looking to get back on track. Um, you got to think they're gonna have a little extra pep in their step uh, after a disappointing result against Weber and Ave. You know, now that they have absolutely got the confidence going, uh, then we have SCAD. They're traveling down to Florida Memorial. Uh, um, that That's going to be – if that if SCAD – or excuse me, if Florida Memorial can keep that within a, a goal or two, I think it would be very impressive. I think that would be an impressive result. I do like the momentum that Florida Memorial women's soccer is building down there. Um, 
But I tell you, the men's matchup there, that's going to be extremely, extremely interesting. Um, you should also point out for men's soccer, um, Warner and Abe, Abe men's soccer, they they need a win. They need a win bad. They'll be traveling up to Lake Wales. Uh, but anyways, uh, SCAD uh, Flomo men's soccer, now that's going to be a fun matchup. I expect a really high-scoring matchup. If you want to maybe watch a little football before you put on football, uh, you know, maybe maybe throw throw that one on. Let me make sure that that game is uh, eleven. It's not. What's up with that? That they not on the schedule. Is that game not on, or is that game on Sunday? Is it, it is okay. It's on Sunday. It is at eleven a.m. So uh, glad I caught that. So the men's game is on Sunday. Um, forgot they they usually do that uh with their schedule. Uh, also look looking the big matchup obviously uh in both men's and women's soccer is going to be St. Thomas and Kaiser. Uh, this could be huge for uh, St. Thomas. You know, they just got ranked. They took a tough loss uh, to number eight, SCAD. If they want to hold on to that top 25 ranking, they need a result against Kaiser. And, look, we've already talked about uh, Kaiser a good bit. Uh, they need a result bad. Um, I think uh, – <laughs> and then for the men's side, uh, it's going to be an incredible matchup. I mean, when is it not between uh, those two South Florida rivals, uh, top 20 matchup? Uh, 17th ranked Kaiser and you know you look at the uh, kind of the history of that rivalry it has favored Kaiser but with St. Thomas this being the best St. Thomas team uh, that's been around the last couple years I definitely think St. Thomas uh, will be looking to get the win women's women's game will be in West Palm Beach men's game will be in St. Thomas and we'll wrap up uh, with Southeastern taking on Weber look Weber women's soccer hey (laughs) A lot of you didn't exactly like what I had to say uh, about SCAD, about, about the SCAD game. Uh, yeah, that frustration obviously showed against Warner. So now let's see if it'll show against Southeastern. I think if Weber goes out and gets a result, it is, holy cow, this, I think it's a big, I, I think that this is the game where I circle. It's like, okay, what is the Sun Conference this year? Because if Weber goes and gets a result, the women's are in Babson Park, it is, Okay, well, this is a very deep conference and it is wide open, uh, perhaps uh, my, minus SCAD. Uh, but Southeastern goes out and uh, you know gets a win against a, a good good Weber team on the road. Of course, last year we remember that was a nil nil game. You know, Southeastern's red hot though. Um, obviously, no pun intended, but uh, it's going to be a tough tough one for Weber. Um, and then on the men's side, look. Uh, <laughs> Both teams are kind of right. They're both sitting there, kind of middle of the Sun Conference. Who's going to be the team that takes that step forward? Um, that really could potentially be saying who is going to be the uh, third team in the Sun Conference this year between Weber and Southeastern. Uh, SCAD may have a little thing to say about that uh, for men's. I'll go ahead and give uh, my, my, my predictions uh, really quick because this won't make anybody mad, but whatever. Um, Women's soccer, I think Warner will bounce back uh, against Ave uh, Ave Maria. Uh, Ave's if Ave's offense is able to get get one or two uh, past Warner, then I then uh, I think uh, shit. I think it would be a low scoring game. I think it would be something probably to the tune of Warner one nil. Uh, but hey, I could absolutely see Ave. I mean, look, we've already talked about a great keeper. They have a great back line. Uh, it's going to be a really tight matchup there on the men's side. I'm going to go Warner. 
Um, I just not I just don't know if this is Ave's year, man. I don't know if it's Ave's year in men's soccer. Uh, and men's soccer, also, I think St. Thomas will take care of business against Kaiser. I mean, I've said this. I think St. Thomas is the team for us to go go and win a, win a red banner. Um, that, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Kaiser's uh, been playing some really great soccer um, uh, of, of late as well. Uh, for the men's side, Southeastern Weber, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to go draw. I'm going to call this one a draw. I think this is our tie. I get one tie. I get to call one game a tie. I think this is going to be a 1-1 uh, uh, draw. Oh, excuse me, for women's soccer. I'm sorry. Looking at men's. My apologies. But for women's soccer, um, <laughs> I'm gonna do it again. I'm so I'm I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I of course I want Weber. I'm gonna pick Weber. Uh, I want to pick Weber. Um, Josh, I'm sure you'll be faced with this dilemma here, here in just a minute. Um, I can't pick against Southeastern. Um, the way I've seen them play in person, um, I think they're too. They, they're just they're really well organized. Um, I do think uh, Southeastern takes that one. Uh, and then to wrap up, I, I think Scad takes care of business against Florida Memorial. On the men's side. Um, uh, like I, like I kind of already said, uh, Warner, I think they just take care of business against Ave Maria. Uh, I think, uh, uh, for, uh, let's see. Um, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Uh, SCAD women's soccer. I think they take care of business against Far Memorial, uh, Kaiser women's soccer. Uh, that's going to be a great game against St. Thomas. Uh, I do think Kaiser gets back on track, um, gets another win under their belt. Uh, and they they continue to roll. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Did I miss anything? No, Ave, you, you went men and women's on every game. Okay, all right. Um, good. Anything else? Let's see. Uh, SCAD men's and women's uh, cross country. They are underway. Uh, they they have something this weekend as well as uh, blue, blue swimming is back. Yeah, swimming just got back today. Uh, swimming. This fully back. Um, let's see. I believe Kaiser and St. Thomas. Yeah, they won. Kaiser uh, took down St. Thomas in swimming. Uh, Josh, into football. Let's talk about about these football matchups. So we got a like I said, we got a full slate. We got um, St. Thomas heading to Weber, one thirty kickoff. Thomas traveling down south to take on Kaiser, six o'clock kickoff. Um, Warner traveling to Lakeland to take on Southeastern seven o'clock kickoff and Florida Memorial traveling to Naples to take on Ave Maria seven o'clock kickoff. Um, one thing I kind of prepared for today, it was something a little bit new in, in terms of like these previews, but I wanted to, to get, to go over with you first to see if it's even allowed. So I kind of like created my own spreads for these games and then predicted them, but I don't know if that's legal, illegal or not, but I thought it'd be cool. If uh, just like personal, like little, like yeah, I don't. Do you mean like if you were Vegas saying you have like Abe Maria minus X? Yeah, like if I if I was uh, like I'm, I'm my own Vegas and I put a team with a spread and I think which team is going to cover the spread, who's going to win, this and that, just like something a little little extra. Good idea. Of- I know. I like I, I like the idea. Um. Uh, Cause it's not like anyone's gambling. It's just like a fun little my prediction. Yeah, so, no, I don't. I say let's do let's it. not do it. Let's not do it this week. Let's not let's not get get in trouble this week with it. Um, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah. great idea. We can great idea. Put a pin in it. I'll 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 ask uh, the people that would know. Sounds good. But I backup plan. No worries. 
So um, kicking things off, first game of the day, St. Thomas at Weber. Um, Weber would like to, you know, get a little revenge from last year, kind of got bullied, bullied around last year, kind of got beat by the run, which looks to be what St. Thomas is going to try and do once again. Um, Weber coming off a tough non-conference slate. St. Thomas catching a couple bad breaks, but also playing some good football as well. So it's looking to be, you know, two very motivated teams going into the first conference conference game. Weber has their hands full with one of the most talented tailbacks in the country, um, Rontavious Farmer. Um, on the year, 96 carries, 576 yards, and 10 touchdowns, averaging six yards a carry, 144 yards a game. Um, workhorse, you know, this guy's probably going to touch the ball 20 to 25 times. St. Thomas is probably going to try and keep the ball away from Weber. Um, so, uh, so far this year, Weber's had a tough time um, having an answer at quarterback, so I'll be interested to see who takes the snaps this week. Um, but that's going to be something Weber's got to focus on. They, they can't turn the ball over. Um, you know, they, they're going to have to try and play keep away too because that is something that they are good at is running the ball, so that O-line got to show up. So it's going to be – I think it's going to be a ground and pound trenches game. So it's going to be really hot. So it's going to be, you know, who's in the best shape, you know, who's going to be – more physical, more tough. So anxious to see what happens there. But like we just discussed, I'm not going to, I want to pick Weber, but I'm going to have to go with St. Thomas. I like St. Thomas um, probably by touchdown in the field goal or two touchdowns. Um, I know you don't like to hear that, but you know, just being real and being honest. Is what um, is. Moving on though, in the next game of the day, Thomas travels to Kaiser to play their first ever conference game in the Sun Conference and program history. Um, Thomas, you know, had played a really good team in Bethel last week and, you know, kind of, Hey, this is, this is NAI football. This, this is a powerhouse and we're new. So they kind of got a taste of, you know, what high level football is at this level. Um, and great opponent to start it off, you know, not, not easy by any means. Yeah. Um, welcome so to the sun conference. Here's the reigning <laughs> uh, national champion runner up. No, literally it's, uh, they're in for a treat. Um, but Kaiser, uh, J.D. Messenger, their, their returning tailback, was um, 52 carries, 198 yards with four touchdowns, um, 66 yards per game. Not necessarily killing it, but doing enough. Um, and Bryce Feasley, 49 of 81, three interceptions, two touchdowns, completing passes at a 60% rate with 545 yards um, thus far. Um, you know, like I've said the last couple episodes, it's going to be about, you know, which teams can field a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over and who can take control of the game? Because a lot of these teams in this conference this year don't don't have that, you know, solidified veteran quarterback. It's a lot of new guys besides Ave Maria with Andrew Leg, Ledge, however you pronounce that, I apologize. Um, he's the only one that's kind of like really somewhat solidified himself. Everyone else, it's, you know, a lot of a lot of the other teams rely rely on the run and their defense to to get through games. So yeah. this is really where you're going to start to see, you know, who's going to who's going to rise to the occasion, who's not. Um, really, but, really, the only other other guy, um, it would be like Bryce. I mean, I mean, even so, Holiday didn't really play, play that much for uh, Warner last year. I mean, he is a seasoned veteran quarterback, sure, but um, I mean, Bryce Beasley, obviously, the postseason run he went on, but I mean, he wasn't there every day starter through, throughout the year. So I mean, yeah, it's a is an interesting point. I do know who we are starting a quarterback tomorrow, but I'm I'm gonna keep that one to myself. Yeah, you can you can tell me later. Yeah. Um, 
But I, you know, I like Kaiser by by at least seventeen, maybe even three touchdowns. I think Kaiser's just gonna you know wear him out, and they're gonna run away with this one pretty pretty handedly. Um, but moving on to my game of the week in the Sun Conference, Warner at Southeastern. Warner first three you no know, start in about a decade, minimally. Um, Southeastern, you know, well known. You know, history says Southeastern always is gonna feel a good football team. Um, this year they've been playing some absolute great football games, catching some bad breaks, also being on the other side of those breaks as well. Um, but Warner, you know, three and zero, putting winning sixty three to six against Kentucky Westland last week. Um, and Xavier Holiday, one more time, Kentucky Christian. Correct. My bad. My apologies. Kentucky Christian. Um, Xavier Holiday so far this year, thirty four of sixty six, no interceptions, which is something that I have starred. Um, that's one thing that he does not have in common with a lot of these Sun Conference quarterbacks, as he has yet to turn the ball over, which is going to be very important in this game. Southeastern with a very, very tough defense. Um, but the only thing that glares at me is only a 50% completion percentage, which you're going to have to clean that up against this team. Um, but he does have six touchdowns, um, averaging about 200 yards a game. Um, you know, I'm anxious to see, you know, how how Warner comes out here because they haven't really played haven't really played anyone yet. But like we said, when the game's on your schedule, they've done that. Um, so, you know, Southeastern is definitely going to be ready. Played some really good football teams, you know, motivated, ready to kind of bounce back after, quote, unquote, a down year, which, you know, to most teams in this conference, not necessarily a down year, but for them and their history, kind of a down year. So they're going to be motivated to try and get 1-0 in the conference play. But it's going to be – it's hard to go against Southeastern, but you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Warner. I think Warner is going to upset the fire in Lakeland, similar to how Weber did last year. So give me the Royals um, in week one of conference play. And to, huh? They cop it our flow. <laughs> um, uh, the last game I have, uh, we have here, Flomo at Ave Maria. Whole, uh, all I see is fireworks in this game. I see. That's going to be a good game. I'm watching. I, I think I think the six, 60 points is going to be scored combined in this game. I think there's going to be a bunch of points. Um, I think. How about, how about this? How about this? Theoretically, if you were to say an estimated points, it would be fair to say I think maybe over or under this amount of points could be scored in this game. What do you think it would be be for this? One? I do. I am interested in what what you'd have to say uh, for Flomo and Ave. I set the line at like sixty one, sixty one, and I want smashing the over, smashing the over. I think I think it's going to be back and forth. Well, Flomo, as we've seen, has trouble getting off the field. Gives up tons and tons of points. Um, Ave Maria has, and Flomo's also shown that they can score a bunch of points. You know, they put up at you know twenty plus in all their games. Two of them thirty plus. Um, Ave Maria putting up a bunch of points in their games. Besides their loss to Lawrence Tech, um, putting up nearly thirty a game. So I think there's going to be a ton of points here. But I don't think Flomo is going to be able to. Stop Andrew Legg and company. I like Ave to get the win and Ave Maria to start 1-0 in conference play. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, um, like that, other than the first result, obviously, um, that's going to be a fun one. I mean, it's going to be a fun weekend, man. Um, I like the fact that I get to – A bunch of play. different kinds of games. Yeah, well, I, I like the I like the fact I get to play at one thirty and then get to watch the other three games uh, Saturday night. See, we got like a – Offensive firepower game, 
You got a really good offense. Man, St. Thomas, Thomas Weber, I mean, that's just going to be old-school smash-mouth football for six Oh, years. yeah. You got smash-mouth football to start the day. You got air raid to end the day. And then you got a game, one or Southeastern, that's two teams that are completely different going up against each other. You got yeah. a team who's defense, 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 and then you got a team that's let's score. Let's yep. score. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how – how these results pan out, but let's see if I can go four and zero on the week. I'm keeping track of I've been, the whole. I've been on a, I have been on a heater uh, predicting games, like like in soccer and volleyball. I've been on a heater. I don't know what my exact record's been, but like uh, y'all hear it with, with Manny uh, here in a little bit, dude. I have been nailing some of these so these soccer and vo volleyball games. So yeah, I think I think it'll wear off, wear off on you. I hope so. You know, I want to. I want to yeah. try and have a pretty good – so gets gain some credibility moving forward here. Yeah. You know, I, they make it seem like I know what I'm talking about just a little bit. Tight, tight, tight. And I really hope next week I'm able to give some spreads and have a yeah, – That's meeting. fine. I like, I like the idea. I just don't want us to get in trouble. <laughs> no, and I, I that's why I asked before I just started going. Yeah, I would, have, I would have been like, about this all oh, day. oh, Jesus. Over you know, I, I thought about it when I was looking at everything. And I was like, that would be pretty neat. You know, that's not that odds and all betting, all that stuff hasn't trickled down to the NAI. And I figured a make believe little JB mini Vegas would be kind of neat for, for, uh, for football at least. And, but yeah, we, you know, if we get the all clear on that, I'm, I'm excited to do it going forward. But if not, you know, the idea was cool. We can do it yeah. just between us. No, I like it. I like it. Um, before we kick it over uh, to myself and Manny, a uh, real quick look at uh, just went on real quick. Um, had the invite at Innisbrook for men's and women's golf. Uh, Kaiser won both. Shocker. <laughs> uh, for the Sun Conference, they, they won both. Both teams finished second. Uh, Kaiser fin men's finished 20 over. Uh, Kaiser women's finished 41 uh, over par. Uh, three rounds of par 71 golf. Uh, beautiful course there. Um, uh, Hoi Ki Lao, pretty sure I said that right. Uh, apologies if I didn't, from Kaiser for the women's. Uh, she was a top Sun Conference scorer at three over par. And then Nicholas uh, Lanos for Kaiser men's golf finished one over. So good job for both them representing the Seahawks and uh, the Sun Conference well in, uh, I believe, Palm Harbor. Palm Harbor? Yeah, Palm Harbor, Florida. Uh, they invite Ennis Brook. Um. Yeah. All right. You got anything else, buddy? Go Gators. Go dogs. Who, who y'all got? Kentucky. Kentucky at noon. And then wow, catch. Get them bluegrass boys. We going to the plains. We got uh Auburn. We're going to the plains. Take care of business there. Saw a video of Auburn. Give me Auburn. Give fan. me Florida money line. Hammer it. Give me the Gator money line. Oh, we had a. I saw a video of just a real classy Auburn fan making a video of uh, uh, yeah, you're good. Uh, making a video of Chris Far uh, Barley, whatever his name was, uh, just being dirty and being like, This is what we're gonna do the Carson Beck tomorrow. I'm like, Whatever, dude, get a life. Yeah, you gotta get to him first. You gotta get to him first. Yeah, and they, their offense really uh, torching the earth right now. Barely, where they scored zero touchdowns, zero offensive touchdowns against AM. Yeah, all right, buddy. Whatever. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. I got I to gotta stop. I to yell, yell at people on Twitter. Nobody find my burner accounts. 
I don't yeah, have that, 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 that app's gonna get me in trouble one day. Uh, all right, we're gonna kick it over now to Manny Burrows for uh, a midweek recap with volleyball and a weekend preview of volleyball. All right, now we have Mr. Manny Burrows. Manny, how we doing, Bubba? Doing good. How about yourself? Awesome, man. Just rocking and rolling. Uh, had a great interview, uh, as we talked about uh, at the beginning of the episode. Grace Petty. Uh, just maybe, maybe get your thoughts on before we kind of get get uh, going. Everything. I mean, Grace Petty. I mean, you just maybe from you talk a little bit about. I know, unfortunately, you weren't able to be there uh, for that for that for the interview. But I mean, Grace Petty. I mean, how awesome has she been for the fire this year, dude? She's been unreal. You know, offensively speaking, like I said, she's coming off of a attacker of the week two weeks ago now. Um, she has been a consistent threat. Anytime you play the fire, you have to understand that Grace Petty is a first page on the scouting report type of player. And if you don't give her that level of respect, she will make you pay for it. Um, and I think she's going to be a big key for when we get to these previews um, for tomorrow in a, in a big time matchup. Absolutely. And uh, we can start with Southeastern from uh, this Past week, just quick uh, recap of some of the scores from midweek. Southeastern uh, took care of business against Warner. I mean, it was Grace Petty. I mean, season high and another double-double and kills and digs for the fire. It was obviously going to be something where we expected Southeastern to win. But at the end of the day, it still says something for teams to go out there and handle business. You know, it's, it's not, especially in the Sun Conference this year, no matter who you play, if you don't go in with your best effort, your best foot forward, some teams could upset you. Some teams could could take a game or take a series that maybe they weren't expecting. But like you said, the fire, they just did it as a collective group. Uh, beside Petty, Tatiana Lyons, 12 kills. Emilia Harding, 11 kills. The team just was on a complete tear. And Alexander Apostle, 51 assists. Good Lord. Have yourself an evening setting up a great offense. And we saw the fire again going into this weekend. They got the momentum, and that's a big part for sure. Yeah, we talk a good bit uh, about Allie uh, with with Grace, but you said uh, kind of a theme of the midweek games was going and taking care of business, and you know another team that did that is the now twenty fourth ranked top twenty five. Put a number next to the name, the St. Thomas Bobcats. Finally, after was pretty much the last year, uh, literally last year or so, uh, saying St. Thomas should be a ranked team in indoor volleyball. They are ranked, and they did not disappoint. Uh, just taking care of Ave Maria. Manny, uh, a couple weeks ago, we said Ave Maria was going to be a team to really watch out for when we got in the Sun Conference play, and now back-to-back disappointing results. Um it, you know, we don't we don't want to talk too much about the negatives, but is it a little concerning for you just seeing these last two results from Ave Maria, or is it they ran into a red-hot uh, Florida Memorial and St. Thomas team? I really do think it's more the latter, that they ran into some, more so the St. Thomas one. I still, like I mentioned the, in our recap of the Florida Memorial game, I don't, I'm not taking away from the loss. It's just the way you lose. I don't think you can afford to be swept by Florida Memorial at home coming off of a big time win against Seahawks. But to that point, I will say this, each set that the Bobcats and Jirenes played, you literally saw the Jirenes understanding the moment and learning on the fly. The first set, it was all Bobcats. The dominant performance, you saw the experience come out. The second set, a little bit closer. 
The third set, Ave Maria had a couple of leads early on. They were up three points, four points, and they were holding leads. The final score was was only by two points. It was the closest of the day. So to the Jairene's credit, for being such a young team, they were not necessarily phased. A lot of young teams, after that first set, they could have they could have just kind of stepped back and said, wow, this is just a different level of volleyball. We're not ready for this. Their experience, all this other stuff. But they didn't. They bunkered down. Credits to the coaching staff. Credits to the young players, the few, the leaders that are on that team. And they kept going. They kept fighting. Yes, it was a sweep. But by the end of the sweep, it was it was an, an uneasy sweep towards that second and third set. So I give Aubrey Murray that credit. And I think they can build off that for sure. So I, I think we, we're still on the nose with that could be a scary team once they get that experience under their belt and they keep moving forward in the conference. Yeah, big disadvantage they have. I mean, you look across the conference, St. Thomas, I and mean, we've talked about a good bit now, but St. Thomas, Kaiser, Weber, uh, South Southeastern, Florida Memorial, these are all experienced teams. They're veteran-led, and Ave Maria kind of uh, the, the the lone opposite to that. And we, But we did see them. They got a sweep uh, last night against uh, Florida National, seeing some non-conference games here later uh, in the week. We have a couple tonight. Weber takes on Trinity Baptist. I, should should be able to take care of business there uh, as well as uh St. Thomas taking care uh, or going up against Florida College. A couple more games uh from the midweek. Uh Coastal Georgia, I mean just no problem against the Division 3 LaGrange. Yeah, it was just Coastal Georgia, another one where they had to handle business, get right right the ship, get some momentum with their offense, get some transition stuff figured out. And I think it could be a good every now and then, and especially with the, the conferences here, these are the type of games that I think are really going to be pivotal where teams can handle business, take care of what they're supposed to take care of and get that good mojo going. It can help when they go back onto these conference matchups. So I think it was, it was definitely good for Coastal to get that win. Absolutely. And we look at uh, the last game from uh, the midweek, Kaiser Florida Memorial, low key. It only goes four sets, but low key, one of the better Sun Conference matchups uh, we've seen in volleyball this year. It really was. I mean, Florida Memorial came out, took that first one by by two, 25-23. Kaiser comes out with the reverse sweep and finishes it out, but it was not an easy one, you know, 27-25, 25-23. Again, I'm gonna give you your flowers. You hit it on the, the head. We saw Florida Memorial as a team that with not a non-conference schedule, they were gonna take a little bit to get their stuff together but to their credit they've turned it around very quickly yep like i did not necessarily think it was gonna be this fast of a turnaround and the fact that it has it makes me start rethinking you know what you add some more games in there you get like you said another experienced team there are they do have the running sun conference player of the year could this be a team that come postseason time if they're on a hot streak if they're just out there going and yeah. doing what they do best could they upset somebody Ah, it's hard to say that, but the way this trajectory is going, again, even though it was a loss, you look at the way they lost, and you're like, hmm, something about this is brewing, and it, and I'd, I'd be very terrified if I was facing the Lions in the first round. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. That's the last team I want to face uh, in the first round, especially if things kind of hold with – uh, you, you look at you're looking now at uh, most likely St. Thomas, Kaiser, Southeastern being the, that top three. But I mean, I mean, once again, I mean, Kaiser, I, it is it does seem like with Kaiser, they're the last team you want to go the, the distance. So obviously, I mean, Maria took them in five. But man, they are, it, it showed uh, in Wednesday. I mean, that the first three sets, two point games or. Yeah, two uh, two point sets, um, and then in the fourth, I mean, they beat Florida Memorial by ten. They get better as the game goes on, is my point. 
Um, and I mean, Hannah Heidi doesn't leave, leave the court. Brooklyn Slater rare, rarely leaves. Um, Erica Magin, she uh, rare, rarely leaves the court. I mean, they are extremely well conditioned. They put their best players out there, and they don't uh, they don't leave the court. And I think that's very advantageous to be really in, interested uh, with with Kaiser. You know, kind of see how they how they really go about uh their, their conditionings i do feel like conditioning is a very underrated part of volleyball and i feel like they are the best conditioned team in the sun conference no yeah it's definitely i'm glad you bring that point up you know people i used to play volleyball when i was a lot younger and i didn't really know anything about the sport and that was one thing that i took about like i thought you know i was in shape for all that stuff but there's a level of especially if you're playing that front line you know brooklyn slater who was able to be the focal point on the offense but then as well as being a blocker so you got to be on that net and then quickly change your feet get in position to try and get this final hit off so definitely kaiser southeastern st thomas even some of the teams who are in the middle of the pack like florimoyo Ave maria the conditioning for these teams has been very very impressive and will it continue we'll see because now things are going to start ramping up you know some of these the st thomas perfect example they've had three games this week you know they had wednesday game they have tonight against against Florida College and then they have this weekend uh with Warner so when you when these games start piling up the condition is really going to be tested and I think that's going to be something else that won't show up in the box score but, but you'll turn ahead and be like wow they're still in shape and they're still going out there throwing their best punches you know looking ahead at this weekend uh, it's a pretty good matchup St. Thomas uh travels up to my neck of the woods uh Lake Wells obviously won't be able to be there I'll be playing St. Thomas at the same time uh <laughs> with football uh should be a pretty good match. Warner's uh, won a couple in a row. Um, I th- it would be the upset uh, of the year so far if Warner did upset St. Thomas. Uh, I think that pretty much, pretty much uh, covers covers. I'll say it's pretty much anybody not named Kaiser at this point beating uh, St. Thomas. I think it's a massive upset uh, in the Sun Conference. Uh, you look, look also in, in the conference, Weber takes on Ave Maria. I'm interested in your thoughts on this matchup. So I think this is one where we're going to call it a pivotal game for Ave Maria. I think because, it's for both. Because, and the only reason I'm going for the Ave Maria side is because Weber has struggled a little bit uh, through this early part of the conference schedule, I don't think the pressure is as high. They're the team that has less to lose but more to gain if they do win. But Ave Maria's case – your last two conference matchups are sweeps, one on the road, one at home. You did beat your last game in a sweep against Florida National, so it's a good little tune-up. But this Weber team, they're hungry. And if they handle business tonight against Trinity Baptist, they go into momentum to Avi Maria, I wouldn't be surprised if Weber and Avi goes the distance. You know, I do have Avi winning, but now I'm starting to think, if this goes five sets, and again, Avi Maria has experience, they've shown us that they can do it, Will they be able to – they want to avenge that home loss to Florida Memorial. I know that for a fact. But now this is a different team than what we saw two weeks, even a week ago. So that's where I'm really looking for. If Avi Maria can hone in on that mindset of we're young, we're hungry, and we're going to keep going at it, I think they can handle it. But Weber is not going to give it easy to them. Weber, in their own right, is hungry on a different end. They feel like they're an experienced team. They're struggling a little bit bit so they want to write the ship now this could be a pivotal one because now we're talking about if Ave loses this game it's going to definitely dock them some points because Florida Memorial is coming up Coastal is 
they're still figuring out, but they're coming up. And even Weber, maybe this is a game that Weber takes, and now, okay, oh. here comes the shit. We're writing it up. You know, you almost have to give Weber a little bit of a mulligan or asterisk with what's been going on uh, with, with the gym there. I mean, they haven't been able to practice uh, in a, a little about a week and a half or so. I mean, there just haven't hasn't been gyms available. I believe now they are. They do they do have somewhere to practice now. Um, I think, or maybe in the last two weeks, they really haven't been a, a, able to. Uh, get in there and practice as much has certainly uh, been a big reason for them. Um, I, I think some of their recent struggles, uh, you know, especially uh, against uh, Warner, um, you know, not being able to practice leading up to that game, obviously uh, was a huge impact there. Um, you know, St. Thomas Southeastern, uh, I, you know, I, I think those are, you know, two of the top three teams in the conference. That is what it is. But, you know, I think Weber, um, you know, they, they, they got, obviously that uh, they need the win. Um, I, it's, I think it, it is. I mean, both t- teams need it. I, uh, you say Ave Maria Moore. I think it's 50-50. I think both these teams are going to be, you know, I, I think it will be tougher. I'm trying to think I want to word this. I think it will be tougher on the team that lost than exciting for the team that wins. Both these te- teams do not need to lose another uh, conference matchup. Uh, but still fairly uh, early, so not exactly detrimental. Uh, m- moving on, Coastal Georgia uh, against Florida Memorial. Coastal had the good win against uh, LaGrange, but uh, Florida Memorial looking to rebound after a tough loss to Kaiser. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Manny? This was, I think, another sleeper one. You know, both teams kind of building a little bit. Uh, Florida Memorial, yes, they did lose. But they lost to a Seahawks team that, if we're being honest, we all kind of had the Seahawks winning that. But it was a, c- a competitive game nonetheless. Um, I do give Coastal the edge. Um, I think in four sets, I just believe the Mariners, because of their ability to statistically, they are putting up some good numbers. Some it's not translating to wins yet, but I feel like it's going to start doing that. You know, they they've statistically been better than some of these teams. You know, when they played Seahawks and they played uh, Southeastern, I believe too, they were better there, but they just didn't translate to those wins in the set count. I think this is the game where they take it all together they finally are able to put up points and get stops, transition from defense to offense, and then they get these set count wins. It'll be a close one. I I said four, but I think we're looking at a similar situation how Florida Memorial sadly lost their last game against Seahawks, where it was 25-23, 27-25, stuff like that. But I do think Coastal is going to come out. The outside hitters are going to be very important, I think, for both teams, because we know what Sosa is going to do. We know some of the names for Coastal Jordan, like Raven, but – can the other headers continue their streak of building on the offense? And can they finally get over that hump of getting some of these wins? Because I think also they're kind of another team that is in need of some conference wins to start piling up here. Absolutely. And uh, let's go ahead before we get into the interview with Grace Petty. We've got to talk about the, the big matchup uh, of the weekend. Definitely, uh, arguably, the the biggest matchup at all the Sun Conference uh, this weekend. I think you, this is your first chance to be like, all right, we know St. Thomas is number one in the Sun Conference right now. And if we did a power rankings or anything like that, but number two is wide open. And I think it's between these two in the furnace, Southeastern against the Kaiser Seahawks. Manny, he's going to come out on top of this matchup. This is the first one that I'm going to think will be a Sun Conference like. Yeah. Crazy one. Like this, this is about to be like popcorn ready, glued to the TV, two o'clock, Southeastern Kaiser. I see this going five because, and I'm giving the edge to Kaiser. 
simply because of the next game after for them. The next game after this for the Seahawks is St. Thomas. Oh, you're still here. Okay. Okay. So I see them realizing, yo, we have the arguably the one and two in the conference. Uh, the one for St. Thomas, and then people are pegging us with the seat, the fire, you know, back and forth. Who's going to get that second nod back to back on the schedule? I think they try and take advantage of that this week. I don't know if they can go 2-0. If they go 2-0, that's impressive. That's very, very impressive. Yeah. Focusing on this weekend, I'm giving them the edge because of that schedule. I am looking at the uh, Heidi Slater combo and how that will fare against this fire defense because the fire do have a great presence on that on that front line. Their ability to block and be a presence can be something that maybe will affect the offense of the Seahawks. Like I said, we're going to look at Heidi Slater, but this is where I want to see the others for the Seahawks really make an impact on this game. I think also Erica Maggins is going to be another important performance for Libero, controlling these attacks that are going to be coming hot and fast by the fire between Petty, Harding, to Tatiana Lyons, to name a few. In the end, a big another reason I am giving the hedge to the Seahawks. It is home. I kind of a situation where I, if it went in doubt, I'm just gonna go with the home team because they're gonna have that crowd that I think they're gonna pack the gym and really they, they understand too what what's coming. Yeah. But if you want to, if anybody want to argue me with against the fire, I'm not really gonna say you're wrong. What I am gonna say is, if you are not expecting this to be a thriller, that is where we're gonna have an argument till the day I die. I don't think you're going to have much of an argument there. I did. I thought that that game was in Lakeland. Uh, that did kind of go into my decision making um, on this game, but it is it is in West Palm Beach. Um, I do think the fire win. Um, I I think this game, and I think it comes down to this. Um, and I, I am 100 with you. I mean, I could have flipped a coin before this before we started interviewing, and if it landed on tails, I could have went Kaiser if it landed on heads. <laughs> I would have went southeastern. Uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup. What it boils down to is who defends what the other team do, does well. I think what uh, Kaiser does well. Look, it's it's obviously what they do with their outside hitter Slater, Slater um, and Heidi. But when you look at southeastern, they do such a good good job at the net uh, defending defending. Um, if there's just a few points in each set where Southeastern can, uh, you know, get good blocks. I do think they're going to control the middle. I do think Southeastern be, be able to uh, control the middle well. But if Southeastern's able to just get a couple blocks um, that go that go their way, I think uh, that that's the difference um, in the game. However, if Hannah Heidi's on and Brooklyn Slater's got a little uh, extra pep, pep in her step uh, with, with her vertical and getting up, uh, I, I do think I think Kaiser. Uh, it then rotates back to Kaiser. It totally depends on who who's going to win right at right at the net. I mean that could be said for most but most uh, matchups. Uh, but you look at these two teams. Uh, you know they're not going to make many mistakes. Uh, this isn't going to be attack error, attack error, attack error. When we look uh, through the, through the score sheet, uh, as soon as I get done, as soon as I get done uh, play, playing. Uh, on, on Saturday, this might be one of those games I have to go back and rewatch on the Sun Digital Network. Um, I do, like I said, I do think Southeastern is going to win this in just an absolute thriller, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to be a close matchup uh, and it, however it goes, I'm not going to be, only way I'm shocked is if it's a sweep, if it's a sweep one or the other, I think that's the only way I'm shocked. Yeah. And, and even still, we'd be shocked with the sweep in a dominant fashion, you know, because we've seen some sweeps that it's a close, you know, two sure. points in a difference. So even that we were like, okay, if it's a sweep, we're talking must have gone like 
25, 27, 26, 20. Like it must have kept going. But I, yeah, this is going to be one that it's really going to test a lot. It's going to show a lot from both teams. Um, Kaiser, I don't want to say they fall in these next two games, 0 2, um, because I think that they just don't do it, that they, they won't allow it. Mm. But if we're picking between that, that also kind of went to my decision. If we're picking between them beating the C, the fire or the Bobcats and the Bobcat game being at home, that's why I feel like this is the one that they really look at and say, we have to be able to win this one. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, unless just something crazy happens, uh, God forbid injury or anything, I'm not picking a team to beat St. Thomas. I mean, right, right now, I mean, you, uh, it's, it's kind of like where I met with, with scatter women's soccer, unless things just take a big turn, uh, the the opposite way, I uh, just don't don't see it. It's the same way I was with Kaiser women's soccer last year. It's like I'm not, I, I can't really pick, pick against them. I mean, it, it, when when a team's as good as what the the three teams we just listed are, you sometimes have, have to tip your cap. Yeah, it really comes down to that. Um, it's it's been great. You know, we didn't really talk too much about that Ave Maria St. Thomas game, um, but it was. Probably their best game of the season. It really was. They were just hitting on all cylinders. It was impressive. It was impressive. Finally, twenty four. Finally, and I and I. Finally. I'm hoping that come to two weeks it's gonna go up and we're gonna keep it moving. Yeah, and now I, I'm now I'm about to just talk. Okay, what can I kind of start yelling for top twenty? <laughs> we already we already start pushing that, that next agenda. That. We already gotta start pushing that next agenda for sure. Uh, off one soapbox onto another one. Man, you got anything else before we kick it over to the interview? Two o'clock Saturday. No matter what game, watch it. It's gonna be fun. Volleyball is fun. Volleyball is fun. <laughs> Volleyball is so fun. Yeah, it's I so do. Fun. That's the one thing. It's like four games at two o'clock. Uh, nah, not 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 exactly. Fair. I do. I like how it, it is with, with with when you look at like soccer. You got 11, 12, 11, 30, yeah. 7. It's like I right, you can kind of have games on uh, th- throughout the day. Football same way. I mean one thirty, six o'clock. Uh, then a couple at seven, a little bit of break for it too. Sheesh, I'm going to have a lot. Yeah, uh, you're really making us have the split hair. Like, which one do I really want to watch? You start going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, Joe's going. Joe's going to be real busy around three thirty, four, four o'clock. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But all right, we're going to kick it over now to uh, my interview with Miss Grace Petty, Southeastern Fire outside hitter. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest. It's outside hitter for Southeastern Women's Volleyball, Miss Grace Petty. Grace, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? Uh, fantastic. Uh, we just talked a little bit about, about uh, before uh, we started recording. Got to see uh, this version of the Southeastern Fire team live up close against Weber uh, last week. Uh, y'all made my night pretty quick, uh, uh, sweeping Weber. Y'all, look, this year's team, uh, look, I was talking uh, w- w- with your coach a little bit after the game. This year's team, it's a lot of the same same teammates, a lot of the same girls from last year's team. But it just seems like it's a totally different team. How y'all play the intensity and and everything. What would you say like the biggest differences between last year's Southeastern Fire volleyball team and this year's is? Yeah. Um, I think it's really helpful that we are all upperclassmen now for the most part, um, because we did have a really big recruiting class freshman year. So for the past two years, we've been more like under experience and still like trying to get the ropes of college volleyball. Um, and then we also have a couple transfers that have been a huge help in just bringing a different competitive edge to the team, which has been huge. Yeah, volleyball is one of those sports. I mean, just like talking with with other coaches, players. I mean, the chemistry and being able uh, to to build that within the team is such such a huge part 
um, uh, of the team and like the chemistry uh, and, and everything. And now we're obviously seeing that come to fruition. Um, off to a great, great start. A uh, ten and three uh, this year after uh, uh, having I think thirteen wins uh, last year. But I think pretty safe to say you're going to uh, eclipse that. But Obviously, a lot of tough opponents uh, in, in the Sun Conference. I'll just face St. Thomas for the first time this past Saturday. And uh, tomorrow, because this episode's airing uh, Friday, uh, tomorrow y'all uh, are playing uh, another top-notch Sun Conference team in the Kaiser Seahawks. Uh, you know, what are the keys to, to winning that matchup? Yeah, we've definitely been taking some time and putting some focus into this game because we know it'll be a big one um, because they're always a great team to play and they're always – very well conditioned and seasoned. Um, but I think we're mainly just focusing on ourselves and the little things that we can be doing, like hitting, like specifically blocking, defense, covering our hitters, like going all out, giving full effort, um, and just really trying to control what we can control. You talked a little bit uh, about some of those details, uh, like uh, covering uh, your hitters and rot rotations and everything. Um, obviously, volleyball is uh, not a sport that I've played played much uh, uh, growing up or watching a whole, whole lot growing up. So, just wondering, like in your role as an outside hitter, what is like a detail or two uh, that, that obviously you have down pat as uh, you know uh, your first team all conference la last year, a pretty good ch chance of reaping that if you uh, keep doing what you're. Uh, doing right now but what what are some of those little details that like the average you you are like myself maybe not what, does not notice uh on, on the court yeah um I think from an outside standpoint you don't really realize how important passing is in the outside hitting position um because you kind of see it as more of just like a hitter right um but really you can't do anything hitting without defending the ball first and we're pretty much in every single serve receive um and we're always digging, whether it's front row or back row. So I always feel like that's something that people kind of forget about an outside hitter is that we also pass and we pass first. Well, you've certainly uh, been able to build up a good relationship with, with your set, setter, uh, Allie, for the last uh, couple of years. Uh, she, uh, someone also I got to see uh, up close in the sets that she was making uh, to you, Chapel. Uh, the Lions as well. Uh, just perfect sesame on a silver platter uh, for y'all to uh, slam it down on the, on the court. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, the relationship that you two have as a setter and outside hitter? Yeah, Allie is incredible. Um, we were beach partners last year, which was, a, which was a huge help because we got to build more of like a deeper connection, like rather than just surface level. Um, so we kind of got to know each other in a way that we hadn't before. So now everything just clicks. Like we just have that like second instinct with each other because we're able to play and compete together beach. How different is it like with beach volleyball and uh, like go going indoors? I mean, obviously it's it's outdoors. It's 2v2 for, uh, instead of 6v6. I mean, is the beach volleyball, is that more like, okay, it's training, it's keeping us in shape, working on fundamentals uh, during the spring se season and bring into the fall or is it just completely different or a good mix of both? Yeah, I think it's a good mix of both. I think it's good to condition us, but then also just strengthen us as well. Like, I feel like we all jump higher in the fall because of beach. I don't know why, if that's just like with the sand. Um, but I think it's honestly just good for like the team morale mm -hmm. because it's so fun and we all enjoy it so much. And we get super, super close because we're like always together and it's in like such a different way than indoor. So I think it's so good for the team's culture and atmosphere just to have that time together playing beach. 
you talk about the the atmosphere of it. It's like kind of like when we have a game game in the Sabah Center uh, in Babson Park. Uh, and it, it's that it's that it's you know I want to say like a like a basketball game or something, but it's like a sport game where it's like all right, there's a packed gym, everybody's loud. It you know that 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 real team atmosphere and everything. But then we go to the beach. Um, obviously you've played uh, over the beach cor- courts at Weber. It's like, all right, we got music going. We got a bunch of people just, just hanging out and tense. Everybody's just, just having a good time. A little more of a relaxed vibe, right? Yeah, totally. It's, they're so completely different, but in the best way. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, uh, you're uh, w- one of the players, uh, kind of like me, out of, out of state. I uh, had to get recruited uh, to Florida. Not exactly the hardest sell uh, to to come down down here. Uh, both of us uh, in, in Polk County, but your move was a little bit uh, further uh, from Rochester, Illinois, uh, to Lakeland, Florida. What was it about Southeastern that made made you make that move? Other than uh, this part of the year until like March, when it's just unbelievably cold in, in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, so I always knew I wanted to play college volleyball. Um, and then with some things with COVID, I ended up getting most of my offers taken away to places that I thought I was going to commit. Um, so God kind of closed those doors and then opened up Southeastern, which I had never heard of. Um, and then I just came on a visit and I fell in love with the school, fell in love with the team. I got to go to chapel with the team, which was super cool because I feel like that's something that Southeastern has that most schools don't offer. Yeah. Um, and that was like, what the deciding factor like I was like this is definitely meant for me and something like a place I can see myself the next four years so absolutely you talked uh you know about uh chapel uh with the team obviously southeastern uh a Christian school uh I love that aspect about uh southeastern Ave Maria Warner uh in in the sun in the sun conference uh something really cool I mean outside of the court that that you've done uh, through Southeastern, you got to go on two mission trips, uh, Guatemala and, and the Philippines. What was, you know, that, that process like um, of deciding, hey, I want to go, go and serve in, in that kind of fashion? Yeah, our school makes it really easy to get involved with chapels and growing spiritually. Um, and we have a thing called Missions Week every year, which it's actually Missions Week right now. But they announce all the trips that they're sending out. So last year, I think there were like 30 different trips, I think. Um, And I also was taking photos at the event. So I literally went and talked to every single table of all the different locations and missions that they were doing. And I fell in love with Guatemala and the Philippines and everything just clicked and fell into place. Um, But yeah, so my teammates and I are in the process of like finding mission trips going this year, which is super cool. So I think more more of my teammates are going to go on trips this year. Yeah, could you, can you just take us uh, like through through those experiences? I mean, like, what was it like uh, going to uh, those countries and uh, uh, being able able to serve God there? What was that that like for you? Yeah, it was definitely life changing and very eye opening. I feel like it's so easy, like living in America and being very privileged, that yeah. we just see things very distorted. And I think going on these trips was super awesome because. I realized that a lot of things aren't as important as we make them out to be. Like in reality, sports are fun, but they don't really matter. And in like a sense, um, and the most important thing is Jesus and the way that we are able to like love on people. And like the people in Guatemala and the Philippines had so much like love and community and gratitude for everything that they had um, when they have like not nearly as much as we're blessed with. So. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's beautiful. I mean, that, that alone kind of answers the, the, my, my next question for you. But, you know, if there's anybody listening to this kind of thought about uh, doing one, I mean, myself included, I haven't, I haven't done it. I've always thought, thought about uh, doing one. I mean, what would you say to, to, to those people? I mean, and to, to myself to you know, go, go and do, do this. Yeah, you totally should go on the trip. It is so incredible. And I think anyone can benefit from it, but also everyone has something to offer to people all over the world. Um, and I think it's kind of just something that a lot of people are nervous for because they don't feel equipped or they feel nervous or are worried about like finances. But I think it's so key to just take that leap of faith and just jump into it because like there's something out there for you to help and then something to receive too. So. That's awesome. I'm uh, you, you got me wanting to go over to Southeast I me. Mean, like, where can I uh, sign up to do it? Where where's some places uh, that, that you've heard of the mission trips uh, go, going this year? Yeah, so there's almost 50 trips going out this year. Wow. And you you don't have to be in a southeastern student, so you can apply. Yeah. Um, if you want to go on one, um, but there's a lot. There's Europe. There's some in Africa. They're sending one to Australia this year. Um, you know, Mexico, Guatemala, Cuba, Dominican all over. I think Belize, they're doing medical missions. They're doing some prison ministry this year, kids ministry. They're sending a team to Paris, to the Olympics, actually, to do street wow. evangelism. So there's so many options and there's honestly a trip for everybody. So that's incredible. Yeah. You, where, where could we uh, do that? Is that something like online or who we'd like get, get in touch with? Yeah, sumissions.com, I believe, has all the trips laid out, and that's where you can like apply um, and then read more about all of the trips. All right, we'll make sure to uh, uh, take, take take a note down now. Anybody uh, uh, want to I'll double check, make sure that that's right, sumissions.com. Uh, we'll put that in the description uh, for the uh for the podcast um if, if uh, myself clear i mean i'm gonna go, go check those out anybody else listening i mean definitely uh go and uh check that out uh but grace kind of uh you know shifting back into volleyball uh you know getting uh into sun conference uh play what have you noticed uh about sun conference volleyball because from what i've heard just overall growth uh from it uh, it is, you know, it's been, it's been great. I mean, obviously with beach volleyball, uh, we we've seen, uh, teams like Weber, I mean, go and compete, uh, for national championships. We're seeing St. Thomas who, um, I look, I'm not going to get, get going on rant. I think they, they're a top 25 team in the country. Um, I fully believe, believe, believe that I think y'all, y'all should be, uh, at very least receiving votes along with Kaiser, but what, whatever, but, uh, you know, everything that, that's been going on in the conference, how have you kind of seen, uh, that some of the other teams uh, develop uh, kind of like how y'all have uh, into the team y'all are this year. Yeah, I think it's super cool that every year, every team steps up. And it's so fun because it's always competitive. You're always working hard. I feel like there's not really time for you to get complacent. Like it's always competitive. It's always hardworking. Like it's super fun. And I think it's a great experience. Absolutely. It's great experience. I, I've had so much fun. Look, I, I've I've said it a ton of times. Look, baseball, softball, that's kind of like the, the two sports. Like I, I've uh, kind of started, brought, brought, I started my broadcasting uh, career with and I'm more comfortable and familiar with. Third, third, third favorite behind those two is volleyball. And that's not, I, I don't want to say it's not close, but I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's electric. I mean, just, just talk about volleyball, how, how fun is volleyball? That's kind of been, been our slogan with volleyball. Volleyball is fun. I mean, what, what is it uh, about your sport that, that you have so much fun with? Yeah. Well, I feel like from 
like a spectator standpoint, you don't really need to understand everything to like know what's going on versus football or like maybe maybe baseball. I feel like baseball is easy to understand, but yeah. like football is if you don't know what's going on, like you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so I think like from a spectator perspective, it's super fun because you know what's going on at all times. People are hitting hard who are diving and flying all over the court. Like, but I think from a player standpoint, um, you're like best friends with your teammates and you're all like working towards a common goal. So just being able to push each other, but also like just make so many fun memories out of it. It's like the best feeling ever. Yeah. And I've played football my whole life. And sometimes I don't even know what's going on out, out there half the time. I'm just like, all right, yeah. go out there and just tell, tell me where, where to kick the ball coach. And that's what I'm going to go, <laughs> uh, go try to do. But uh, Grace, uh, you're a senior, correct, this year, uh, last year at Southeastern? Yes. So we, we've talked about the progression uh, that, that y- y'all y'all have made um, that, uh, and, and every, everything. What would it mean to you end of the year, uh, this great conference with it seems like we're getting the best ver- version of so many teams, uh, y'all, y'all, uh, St. Thomas, Kaiser. Uh, what would it mean to you at the end of the year to bring us on conference championship to uh, Lakeland? I see a big smile forming already on your face. <laughs> yeah, that would be so amazing. And it's something that we're already talking about and a dream that we're already chasing. So I'm super pumped. That would be the best way to end my volleyball career, um, as well as some other players like Brooke and Amelia and Tati. So I think it would be amazing. So we're hoping for it. I'm, I'm sure y'all are. It's going to be, be tough. I mean, I, like we said, a lot, a lot of great teams uh, in the conference, but uh, I, I've seen you seen y'all up close to personal. I certainly know y'all, y'all have the uh, ability uh, to do it. Uh, Grace, uh, thank you so much uh, for uh, taking time to come on. Do you have anything else uh, you want to ask, say anything? Mike's all yours. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> again, thank you so much. Uh, good luck Saturday against Kaiser and uh, for, for the rest of the season. Thank you. Of course.